Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And today, I there's a question that came through, and it's basically, how do you know when you've picked a fight with the wrong person? A lot of people might say the irrational, the people that don't make sense, the people that um, turn emotional when they're arguing, because really they can't be reasoned with. And they don't make sense when they go other directions. But for me, those people are just kind of examples of foolishness. And usually when foolish, when you see foolishness happen, you just kind of shake your head and wave your, you know, wave your hand and go, yeah, okay, whatever. And, but you don't give them a lot of respect um, when it comes to when making sense or needing to make sense. A lot of people think that those are the people to fear and worry about because you can't really reason with them. And they take you down rabbit holes you don't belong. They divert conversations. Um, they pass the blame, pass the buck. But again, those that person I don't necessarily see is I've, I've gotten into a fight with the wrong person because, again, I see it as foolishness, nonsensical, don't need to waste my time. Um, and you just, I, if anything's role, you know, playing over and over in my head over that or playing over and over in your head, it's because they didn't make sense. It's like, you know, that just didn't make sense. I don't understand that. Why would they say something like that? And that's kind of the, the nonsense that goes and spins in your head. But as you begin to understand and start dealing with the tools of conflict and conflict resolution and and understand kind of those that skill set, you realize that those people have no power, um, that they don't create long-lasting relationships because they're so busy running around and trying to divert that it just kind of becomes a waste of time. Now, depending upon your mood, you may get into that argument anyway, but if you want to stay above the above the noise of an argument, if you want to stay in something that equals your intelligence, I think there's a bigger fight to worry about, a, a better fight, if you will, a better fight to spend your time on and um, kind of use your skill set in. And that is, you know when you've, you're in a fight with the wrong person is when they make absolute sense. When their arguments are grounded in, you know, first-person evidence, meaning it's not, you know, my cousin's sister's brother or sister's uncle um, they're the ones that said this first person meaning, you know, this is my experience. This is what I've seen. I, um, according to the data out of Pew research or according to Mayo clinic, these are the things now, even that can be questionable, which is why those kinds of arguments might be interesting or worthy of time is to try and really understand it. For example, we're dealing with the whole uh, 
um, vax or not vax, Roe versus Wade. Um, and there's very logical, and there's first-person data, you know, meaning real credible data coming from sources that we might think are credible. Um, so you try and get in an argument, or somebody gets in an argument with you over that. I know I was just in um, getting my nails done, and a woman was sitting next to me, and I had this chronic cough. And, you know, me wanting to be uh, sensitive to other people that are around me that potentially are worried about COVID and getting COVID and and my own concerns around COVID or whatever, I coughed and I said to an older woman that was next to me, hey, that's not a contagious cough. That's a it's a cough I've had for three, five years. Now, there are a lot of older people that would be very concerned with somebody coughing around them that doesn't have a mask on and just coughing around them and you're within close proximity, that kind of thing. So that's what I said. But her reaction was, oh, I'm so, we're so done with that. Just stop. As if she knew me and knew my tendencies, that I knew her. And for me, that could have been a logical one. That could have been picked the wrong, you know, a fight with the wrong person moment. But she didn't make sense in the fact that she didn't know me. She doesn't know the tendency. She doesn't know. Maybe, maybe I just got out of the hospital a month ago with serious COVID responses, you know, serious COVID situation. She doesn't know. I don't know her. And so it's not like we've had a transaction of emotion. So I kind of looked at it and thought, wow, you know, maybe you're a little bit more unhappy than you're letting on. Um, Not that she was letting on a joyful attitude, but maybe you're unhappy because why would you treat somebody so negatively not and it's not so like she didn't she didn't really do anything but who would you say what stranger would you walk up to and say just stop um we've had enough of that 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 in and of itself is a negative swing in a conversation so um but it wasn't logical so somebody else that has been super logical that is a that is a fight that i look at and go wow that's something I don't know that I'd want to enter. As a conflict expert, absolutely. I'm very interested in that conversation because it's based in logic. And the person is, his name is uh, Dan Price. And if you look him up, he's the 70K CEO, 70K CEO. He's the one that gave up his salary um, and to allow everybody to be making at least $70,000 in his company. So he restructured all the pay scale. Everybody that works there makes a base of $70,000. He went on a huge media tour. He got a book out of it. He's a speaker now. And all because he gave up his over million dollar salary so that other people can have 70000 On one side, you see the very emotional connection of making that move. You see why it's media worthy and why people are interested in it. In it. <clears throat> Other people are saying that's foolish. You're going to make everybody go bankrupt. You're not going to be in business. That kind of part of the argument. But watching him in his interviews, um, 
he was very logical. People can't live on under $70,000 in Seattle. Um, people are struggling. And when I saw my own employees and I started actually having a conversation with them, I learned. See, it was all first person, first person. Now, the other side of my brain is going, ah, you're out there advocating for every CEO to give their people at least $70,000. Ah, but you didn't make, you didn't advocate for that until after you've had plenty of money that you got everything you wanted. So motivation is no longer a thing. You've already been able to access and have everything you want, um, that you chose to want. And so how is that? have any basis for advocating for the money for other CEOs to do. You can certainly do it, but to base the argument on that other CEOs need to do the same, that would be a logical argument. His He brings in data. He brings in experience when he argues. So when I listen to him argue with other commentators in the media argue with other CEOs. He creates a very solid platform and a very interesting opportunity for us to mentally engage. You want to sharpen your conflict resolution skills? That is a fight that I would say is with the air quotes wrong person, but it's really not. Those are the people between you and them, you can change things, you can influence, you can impact, you can help, you can lift. So that would be my response to that question. If you ever have a question, just ask.